your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from 4 to 6 at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with 4-minute sets and 4-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. work and take a seat at Asiento, a great one in Jane 6. Ask a Jedi for important life hacks. Eat flesh with the bare exoskeleton contessa. background, you know it's time for the Altican. Who is that Kobe? She is the Japanese Bjork that we love so much and play all the time here in the background at the Altacast. Uh, Latoya's here. Hey, I'm here. We're hanging out. So everything's going to be okay. Jonathan's car died this morning and uh, absolutely, totally, completely dead. The starter... Not he did not make it to work yet. He's still waiting for a tow truck, which is crazy because here's the funny thing about it uh, they came by, the Gestapo came by and marked the tires while we were there with the hood up, and um, I wiped it off with my foot, which might be bad. So, anyways, the tow truck said it wasn't going to come until 12:42, and I know that that parking Gestapo was coming back at 11:42 or something. And I want to know if they're going to get him, if they're going to try to give him a ticket, because he's there. I mean, the starter doesn't work. He's in a space, though. I mean, I'm just very curious. Tochuk arrived, and we're about to take off. That was fast. Okay, cool. So there's no problem with the ticket. I was so concerned. That was my biggest concern was that they were going to give him a ticket. Like, in, right, well, just insult to injury. No, just, I mean, it's only, a, it's a... It's a parking violation. It's our parking, and so if you're there. No, it's not cheap. It's terrible stuff. Uh, you got to get close to the mic. I can't hear you for some reason. Oh, I'm close now. There, there you go. That's a little better. Like, my lips are like... But it's still super quiet. I just, I'm not seeing oh. weird. Isn't that Maybe weird? I should turn it up. I don't know if you can turn Maybe someone turned it down. Wouldn't that be funny? Why would they do that? Uh, let's see if we can... Let's switch the pans a little. We'll uh, pull back the... Oh, no, it's none of that over there. It's all over here. Isn't I'll that funny? Yeah, I'm still... I, you can see on the meters in front of you if it works. We're pulling back the curtain right now for everybody. Yeah. It's, uh, I see. It's see? So it's tiny, tiny. And see how mine's yeah. all biggie, biggie? I don't know what's going on. Maybe 
You're not supposed to be heard today. <laughs> have you been having a weird? Have you been having a weird week? Um, kind of. Yeah, I owe the IRS like seven hundred dollars. How is that possible? I don't know. I'm poor. How do you owe them seven hundred dollars? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, I made too much money last year, which I didn't. That's impossible. Yeah, I don't know. It's annoying. That's that's personal. Yeah, no, we don't have to talk about taxes. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's personal, personal, but it's just like, it's just, it's frustrating. Yeah. But the world is still shit. Well, I just watched this thing on Netflix about shell companies where large where trillions of dollars are going untaxed because the rich people don't want to pay taxes. So they have fake businesses that they start up in Panama and Delaware and these other places that don't actually do anything so that they can have, so they can legally do tax evasion. And yet they're coming after you for $700. So that's the thing is $700 to the person who makes trillions of dollars doesn't matter to them. $700 is nothing. But $700 to you, $700 to me is a huge fucking deal. Oh yeah, absolutely. 70 fucking dollars. Right, exactly. I mean, it, it's so weird. I was just so mad when I was doing my taxes. Though a friend, you know, gave me like a um, uh, another person, uh, a financial advisor's uh, phone number to do my taxes. But I don't want to pay $129 either. Right. So... Yeah, that's really frustrating because I knew I wasn't going to get that much back, but to I was have to expecting, pay. Yeah, right. So I'm that's insane. To, like, I'm not going to file them officially until the last day, uh, <laughs> April fifteenth. Well, I haven't even started mine yet. I'm going to be meeting with my person who's going to help me through the Schedule C, and um, I'm really I'm quite nervous because I'm probably going to have to pay something called a self-employment tax. Oh, that self-employment. But it doesn't make sense because. I mean, I made $12,000 last year. Like, I barely covered my rent. So, you're going to tax me on the twelve grand that, like, I'm just confused because I'm like, you're going to tax me so that I can make my own money? I don't, well, I mean, I don't understand the it. The fact of the matter is, like, th- my boyfriend did the, the same kind of tax last year and he ended up owing. Uh, which is I can't imagine me owing anything because I only made $12,000. Yeah, it's like poorer than the poorest. That's $1,000 a month? Yeah, it's $1,000 a month, 12 that's months. Yeah. That's math. Like, which is like, no one can survive on that barely. I do. I make it happen. You make it happen. Well, we're not, I don't know if we're going to continue being able to make it happen unless people buy some tickets for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Happy Festival. Festival happening in eight days from now i i'm really hoping that the throngs of people are going to be flowing in because i don't want to have to lose friends over this Uh-oh. like i don't want to have to lose friends over this there's a bunch of people who i'm friends with and if they don't buy t- I, and that's the thing is that one of my friends before was like you guilt people into coming and i'm like yeah because there's no other way to do it show me another way to do it I've direct email. I've got two direct email lists. I got the Roxy going. I've got stuff with Spark. I've, I've got five thousand flyers almost out. I, I'm working the Facebooks every fucking day. I've, I've put it. I've sent out 160 PRs. I didn't get picked up by any press. I put it on every calendar. I, I mean, the only thing I can figure out to do to get people here is to give tickets away. But the problem is that the station needs the money to continue. Right. So I can't give tickets away to get butts in the seat. Because we need the fucking money. Right. And so it's one of these things where I'm just at this point, 
I've I've done everything I can do. I've done everything I can do. I've organized the fuck out of it. Everything is ready to go. I've got all the volunteers. I'm making buttons. I'm rolling joints. I've got all this stuff together. Making shit, probably. Right. All the making the all the stuff. I've been. I had to make my butter because I have to make tons and tons of treats for all the people. The people are coming. I've got people coming from all over the United States. Everything is together, and the only thing I don't have is an audience, which is insane because the rest of it should be the hard part. The audience should be the easy part. So, and I don't want to. And I feel like such a whiny, complainy bitch, but. Am I worthless? Is my art worth nothing? I'm working so hard at this fucking comedy thing and I've brought 37 people from all over the United States to San Francisco to this building and I can't get an audience. If if comedians tell jokes to not an audience, is it really a comedy show? No, it's rehearsal. And so like, I, I'm just, I'm gonna be so bummed if I've got all these amazing comics from all over the United States and the only people that see them are themselves like and each other which is like great whatever but most people are coming up here and they're double booked anyways and so then I look like an asshole because all these people are going to be on like other people's produced shows and there'll actually be an audience there and I'm like how why what am I doing wrong I I don't get it I don't know what I'm I'm so frustrated because I don't know what I'm doing wrong I've done all the marketing it's everywhere there's flyers all over San Francisco everywhere I put some in the Bayview There's as well, the coffee shop and the wine bar. They're everywhere. I still can't I still can't hear you. Maybe try what? a different mic. Bring over like mic four or something. Just pull it out and uh, see if that, that's probably mic three. No, that's mic three. Or did someone switch them? Try that again. Oh, that is mic four. Someone keeps switching mic three and mic four. So yeah, grab that one's mic four. Yes. See, now I can now really I hear, can hear you. Now I can hear myself. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with two. Two, I'm sorry. Maybe it's the baffle on the front. Take that baffle off and see if it makes it. No. No, it's still. It's just a weak microphone. Sorry to you. Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna go with four. Oh, see, that's a loud one. There we go. There we go. See, now I can hear you. This is close to. But it'll be fine. Ah. Yeah. Just put that one in front, and we'll be fine. Anyways, I don't want to be big whiny and complainy, but I I mean, I don't know. I will buy. I posted some stuff yesterday on Facebook to advertise cool as well thank you um, since you know working two jobs oh no i know everybody's busy it's crazy I, and i get it like i i get it but I, I just i don't it's at the point where this stuff doing a festival is not fucking easy though, well either. Th- every year for the past three years it, it's been very stressful it's so stressful and the only stress i'm having is I mean, because I know how to run a festival. I know how to stage manage. I know how to put this all together. I've got the volunteers. That's all fine. But it doesn't even matter if there's not an audience here. Yeah. Because why do I need a door guy if there's no pre-sales? And the thing that's confusing the fuck out of me is I've got five local comedians on this show. I've got Matthew Quirk, Clay Newman, Justin Lockwood, Allison Hooker, and uh, there's another one. Marty Cunney. No tickets sold. Not a one. And I'm like, so everyone wants to see Allison Hooker at Hella Funny Shows in Oakland and at the Punchline and at Cobbs. And they'll spend $20 to see that show and two drink minimum. So they'll spend 40 bucks. So what's wrong with Mutiny Radio? Maybe. The art is cool. <coughs> New art shows up. Jenner Davis' art show, it's really cool. 
I don't know what to do. I mean, I don't mean to make this like therapy or whatever, but all I can think of is people don't like me. Like, that's the only I thing I can think of. It's the only thing I can think of is that if people liked me more, they would buy tickets or if they were interested in what I'm doing. But I mean, it's all the people. I mean, I hang out at this one bar who's even the bar fucking the bar <laughs> is gave me helped me out. They're a sponsor. The show is on uh, Saturday night at nine o'clock. It's called Benders Presents. Oh, my DUI. Don't drink and drive. But I, you would think that all my friends from the bar would come to that show because it's the bar putting on the show. But no, no tickets sold. I, and I just and that's the thing that makes me so crazy is one of my friends from the back patio goes out on the back patio and goes, oh, my God, everyone in San Francisco knows you. I just ran into Chris Riggins who was driving a lift. And he was like, do you know? And then I said comedy. And then he's like, oh, Pam. And she was like, I know Pam Benjamin. He's like, oh, you know, everyone knows Pam Benjamin. Well, if everyone fucking knows me, buy some fucking tickets and fucking support me. Jesus Christ, I made $12,000 last year for you fucking comedians to keep this place alive, to run your fucking open mic so you can have a goddamn dream. And you can't fucking do anything to help me and my dream. Once a year, assholes. Once a fucking year, I ask for something. This is why that. Ten bucks once a fucking year. This is why that Mexico trip's gonna be a dream. Well, no. Well, it's either gonna be great or I'm gonna be like, I'm a fucking failure sitting on the beach and I'm never coming back. Because that's the thing. All I can think of if people don't buy tickets is that I failed. I've done something wrong. I haven't worked hard enough. But I've been working for six goddamn months on this fucking project since last September. That's seven months. Six months. Six fucking months of my life. For what? For 37 comedians to come from out of town and, look, and, me look like, and for me to look like an asshole because I have no audience. I don't know how to get an audience here. And the only thing I can think of is because people don't like me. And then people go, well, when you yell at them, people don't like you. And I'm like, I've been nice and I've asked you nicely for six goddamn fucking weeks. I've asked you seven weeks I've been asking. I put the tickets up the beginning of January. They've been there. Everywhere. On the front of the fucking... Uh, website everywhere. I'm treating it like therapy today. I, I don't, I mean, I'm sure everyone's like, I'm not listening to this podcast. Fuck you. Turn it off. <laughs> I don't want this bitch to yell at me. But I am so frustrated because I just, if we don't, okay, so I'll just be honest. I couldn't pay myself in January or February. I read that email. I can't I pay myself. So, like, if I'm going to pay myself, I, <sighs> I don't know where to get the money from. I put shows on. I'm trying. The money isn't here. We're losing shows. We're hemorrhaging shows right now because people are like, they, I've got a bunch of people like, we're losing Heterotopia. They've been doing this for 10 years, but they can't do it anymore because his work schedule, we've lost. Our, the guy, our tech guy, Will the Stranger, he's been doing it for 10 years. He doesn't want to do it anymore. Uh, and I've got shows that just, they can't do it anymore. So not only do we not have enough shows to cover the like the basic stuff. I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I mean, I guess I just need to fucking dump this dream. Say, fuck it, San Francisco. You don't want San Francisco to be cool? Fine. Fuck you, San Francisco. Oh, gentrification and they're ruining my neighborhood. Well, then keep the cool shit alive, you fucking whiny bitches that are making $150,000 a year. Come down to Mutiny Radio and throw me a 10 spot. Fucking mission assholes. And with my babies, I walk around and this place used to be cool. Yeah, because you've ruined it. Because you don't give money to the things that are important. Like, cool shit. Oh, and the techies. And they're out here and everything's getting ruined. Oh, oh. 
take no responsibility being complicit for the reason that things fall apart. Because you've got to support the cool shit, you assholes. You know what pisses me off the most? Common Thread Collective every Friday open mic from 3 to 6 for 10 years and isn't that great? But those motherfucking hippies never throw a dime in the donation jar. Oh, Who do you think pays for the toilet paper? Like, oh, Wait, is that the the hippie stuff the that hippie, happens? Every, every Friday from 3 to 6 for 10 goddamn years and it's so important to them for them to have their free speech space but they can't throw me a goddamn dollar bill once a week? You Seriously? Might have to start, you might have to start asking people. Like, I can't be here 24 hours a day. You would think that the people that hosted that show would say, hey, it's hard to keep this place alive. And wouldn't you put some money? I put the money. They move, they move the jar specifically off the stage when they do their show. They move the jar. Why? Because they don't believe in money. Because they're insane people. Because they don't live in the real world. See, so never trust a hippie. Well, it's just. No, no, no. I just don't want. Don't trust hippies. Every I single don't. comedian that comes in here and uses that stage, you think they throw any money in there? One or two of them do. But like, do I have to start charging for stage time? Like, that's what I feel like. But then if I do that, nobody will come. come. So if I start charging for stage time, so it's like, I'm just supposed to be this fucking saint that gives all my money away and, and runs this space for free or whatever all the time. And I once a year, do you think any comedians are going to come to the festival? Well, she didn't choose me, so I'm not going to support it self-involved we all are but your vape pen actually works. I, I have to charge my vape pen up I'm sorry I don't mean to be Jonathan gets this all the time we've been getting in so many fights and it's awful because I'm fucking freaked out and it's my shirt smells today because I'm going on some stupid thing on TV where I mean I wish it could have just been me but instead it's like four women hosts and then those hosts so there's six people in this tiny room and it's like so you're gonna make me compete with other people who've been in comedy for two years, I've been I've been in comedy for set coming up on seven years, and I run my own station, and I and I host ten hours a week, and you have to, you make me share the stage, so I'm gonna have to like fight to get a word in edgewise to talk about the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival on the TV show, and then I'm gonna look like a crazy person. I'm gonna no, look like a crazy person. Like a, you're not gonna look like a crazy person. Well, you're not. And at least you have that platform. I have a platform to do today. to advertise that. What what station or it's the it's the stupid stuff up at it's not stupid. It's the thing up at Bryant above the Starbucks and it's this everyone can have it. It's okay, it's like a mutiny radio, except people actually pay money and it works. Bavac, B-A-V-A-V-C or whatever. It's it's a video coalition stuff, and that's great. And they have a beautiful place. They have beautiful Beautiful equipment and a great, I don't know where they get their money from, but they've got all these members that are doing shows and they're only like 20 minute shows and they have them going through all the time and people pay for these shows and no one has a problem doing that and that place stays alive and, but, but for some reason, and it's right down the street, for some reason, I, and I, I just, all I can think of is that people don't like me enough. And, and I, I try to be all smiley and nice and happy and, and you said this stuff last year and the year before that the whole like, don't like you thing. I don't even think that's it. I don't think that's it. Then why aren't I my quote unquote friends buying tickets? Because maybe some of your friends are assholes. But here's the other <laughs> thing. Here's the thing. But, How, people I, I mean, babysit for, people I've babysat for, wouldn't you be interested to see what the person who takes care of your child who works weird hours and does this stuff who has two master's degrees but takes care of your child and she does that because she's trying to be a stand-up comedian you'd think 
that they'd be interested in coming to see me. I'm hosting five shows this year. I'm hosting an underwear show. The concept of the underwear show is not sold out blows my mind. We've got a stripper from Portland who's a comedian. We've got a little person from L.A. who's on Little Women of L.A. We've got Rebecca Rush who won the Skank Fest with a tampon hanging out of her twat. We've got Jenna Vesper who emailed me and she's like, can I be completely nude? Yes, of course you can, Jenna Vesper. Of course you body positive wonderment joy from Portland. Of course you can. And then we have two skinny guys. We've got Hunter Donaldson and Levi Manis, who's like totally metal and skinny and weird. It's going to be a great show. And I'm going to be wearing my weird leather outfit and my underwear with these crazy shoes and my Stephen Curry socks. <laughs> and it's going to be awesome. And we haven't sold any tickets. It's an underwear show. There's hot girls in their underwear doing comedy. And it's not sold out? Is this San Francisco? Where am I living? Am I living in Nome, Alaska? What the fuck is going on here? I'm actually looking for that show as we speak. Yeah, it's 10 o'clock on um, Saturday night so that it can go late if it's super fun. And it's... I, I just... I can't... I just don't understand. Well, I My shirt smells because it was dirty and I wanted to wear it for the TV and now I smell like dirty clothes. You want some you you want some uh, oil? I I I put on some I have some lavender oil. I might have to do that. Some it's the shirt it smells like you know like when you don't dry your clothes all the way and then you put oh, them yeah. away and then they sort of <laughs> get that like sweet mildewy smell but but it's like a sweet mildew. It's not like a sour one. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm sorry if you've been listening to this 21-minute rant. I apologize so much for being... Uh, and I've been like this with Jonathan, and we sit there, and he's like, he just shakes his head. He's like, I don't I don't know what to say, because he's doing the same thing. He's telling everybody, are you going to buy your tickets? Are you going to buy your tickets? Are you going to buy your tickets? And I just bought one. Thank you. I, Yay. I bought the Millennials versus the Gen X. Oh, good. That's hosted <laughs> by Matthew Quirk. And uh, it's going to be, that'll be a fun one. And that's the thing. We've got early shows. We've got late shows. For all the alcoholics out there that can't stay up late because they're too drunk, I've got a five o'clock <laughs> show on Monday. Like They're like, oh, it's so late to be out. Well, then don't go out late. Come to a six o'clock show and then go to the bar. Go to Asiento across the street. Happy hour pricing. All five days. It's going to be great. <laughs> so I, you can get your wonderful jaundice on. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've got uh, the DUI show. If you're an alcoholic, if you have a DUI, why wouldn't you want to come listen to hilarious stories about people who've had DUIs? I mean. I'm working that day, too. That's the one I really wanted to Oh, get. my DUI. <laughs> Thank you, Latoya. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm just. Uh, five tickets have been sold now for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. And Jonathan's like, we should just buy tickets to make it look like there's tickets sold. And I'm like, but that means you're spending money that you don't have. counterproductive to the, like, and then I'm like, well, should I boost it on Facebook? But I feel like I'm already doing enough on Facebook that I don't need to boost and pay extra money. I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do anymore. And all I can think is I've just got to, keep do I just I'm gonna be the, the the reason I'm stressed out is that I hate failing I failing sucks. hate failing and I don't want to let down these comedians that are coming from out of town and I don't I have the GoPro I've spent all this money 
to set up this fucking YouTube account to have these. And if and the problem with the GoPro is that it takes the you see the whole room. And so what I'm not going to want to spend two hundred and fifty dollars. There we go. I'm not going to want to spend $250 on the guy to run the GoPro and do all that stuff if all it's going to... Oh, it showed up. Yay! Um, if all it's going to do is show an empty room, at least for millennials versus Gen Xers, there's going to be one person in the room besides the door guy. Latoya, the sheriff of truth coming through. And if I have to jump on stage... <laughs> no, I'll, I'll be di many different audience members. Uh, mean Dave messaged me. Oh, that's good. Uh, anyway, everything's gonna be okay. It's gonna be okay. We go through this every year. Every year, that's what Jonathan I usually said. just let you have your meltdowns. Yeah, but again, I think after a couple years, I don't think it's the fact that people don't like you. It's something weird about this city. Honestly, I'm not <clears throat> no bullshit, cause you, there's no guarantee in the city i don't you don't know when people are going to go out you don't know if people are going to purchase things people are so wishy-washy here and i mean that's with events that's with the hospitality industry you don't know i don't i can't figure these people out here and i've been here for five years but so, like your I mean, restaurant is is your restaurant are there yeah, nights when your restaurant is not full are but, there nights but what when i'm saying the is marina it could be a saturday have... night and nothing oh. it could be um it could be a friday night and like uh but what i'm saying is you know compared to the environment where i came from where people now chicago is a much larger city yes but when people would do festivals people would sell tickets they know what kind of audience they're going to get or, you know, by the end of the week they knew, okay, so we sold this much tickets, you know, we got we got we got something sold. Or, you know, you know it's a Saturday night, the place is gonna be popping. You know, peop you know when people are gonna go out. Right. Here, everyone's willy nilly. Sure. You don't know yeah, what absolutely. the fuck what's gonna happen. Right. I it's mean, hard to get people to commit. It's hard, yeah, it's exactly. hard to People are so down. fucking flaky. I know that's it's not even word. I mean it, LA is flaky, word. but that's this uh, is San, San Francisco. I used to think was less flaky than L.A., <laughs> but now I, I don't. I don't know. I, but this here's the other thing. Now this is a thing that that makes me crazy, and I said this once to one of the ladies I babysit for because I was babysitting, and they were going to this thing that happens on New Year's or whatever. But no one knows where it is, and you've got to get a thing, and you get an invite, and you go to this other place, and you get an invite, you go to this other place, and it's. Uh, you know that brass, brass tacks, dance, 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 and it's all yeah. underground. But somehow, through word of mouth, they get like a thousand people or 500 people that show up and they dance it one day and they do this thing. And I'm like, how did you get 500 people <laughs> by word of mouth through Facebook? Like, so, but that's the thing is that like, it's not for me. I have 5,000 friends on Facebook. Mutiny Radio is one like away from having 6,000 likes. There's almost 1,000 people liking the festival. Like, people know there's only 750 tickets. Like, I don't know. Where's at least 200 of, the, of that, at least, is what you're trying to ask. What I'm trying to say is that out of 6,000 likes, and I know that they're all over the United States or whatever, but a lot of them are in San Francisco. And so... You know that the festival is coming, and you know me. That's the thing that's so crazy. 
everybody knows me. Flaky. But so if they don't, so if they don't show up and they don't come out for me, I'm gonna be a complainy whiny bitch for the next ever, forever, forever. Because I'll be like, I mean, it's basically gonna mean that I'm gonna lose some friends. I will literally lose a bunch of friends over this if because I I can't I I almost like I don't know I almost want it to utterly fail and have nobody show up so that I can write a big Facebook rant and be like everybody sucks I'm closing mutiny radio fuck everybody fuck it fuck it it's been I'm coming up on five years of running this place of not make during the time of my life when I could be making the most money. I am 43 years old now. I have two master's degrees and I make 12,000 fucking dollars a year to be an artist and to help other people's art. But fuck your art. You don't want to support my art? Fuck the 10 hours a week I do of open mics here. Fuck joke workshop. Fuck you guys. Fucking brainwash closed. If this place closes, what are you gonna where are you gonna practice you new fucking bullshit comedians give me ten dollars oh I've been doing comedy for a year and I haven't gotten my first showcase fuck you I mean seriously I anyways I'm so tell me how you really over it it just I I don't know I just comedians are self-centered piles of dog shit and I am too and I am too but I'm a little less dog shitty than most of them because I run 10 hours a week of open mic fucking programming. Sitting back here, running the board, letting everybody talk about their bullshit. I, I just, I don't, I'm, I'm beside myself. I, I just, whatever. Sorry, the listening audience. What's going on in the news? I don't even, I don't even care at this point because the world's falling apart. Oh, I was going to talk Nobody about wants to laugh. the, uh, school shooting that happened oh yeah but oh yeah no we could talk about 17 kids dying and no one giving a fuck like i mean it's that's a thing too like how uh a lot of them are calling them or a lot of people are making conspiracy theories about uh the school shooting now conspiracy theories yeah these right wingers or should i call them white wingers how basically now a lot of the students that were traumatized after the shooting in florida have started to take a stand against the NRA and any politician Thank God. that t- takes money from the NRA or any kind of gun lobbyists. And so now you have right wing, excuse me, white wingers coming out making um, conspiracy theories saying that the, uh, the ultra left has had these kids go out and to the media stating that they you know they're doing this for the left and what have you it's it's really they were affected by guns and they don't like guns i mean duh it's 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 fucking crazy it's really crazy i don't understand what the conspiracy theory would be that 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 we left wingers planted guns on kids and told them to go shoot it up well no no we we didn't plant them the fact of the matter that we um here Let's see. I'll read. Okay, so there's a conspiracy theory. This is from Huffington Post. Um, A video peddling a conspiracy theory that Stoneman Douglas High School student David Hogg is an actor. David Hogg has now become an activist. He's an 18-year-old who was at the school at the time during the shooting, hiding in the closet. Uh Uh-huh. So 
um this this um conspiracy theory was on youtube's trending page and it's reached number one whoa on wednesday and the company uh, removed it the video itself was a real um uh, itself was real a up a re-uploaded version of a 2017 clip by uh, cbs los angeles in which one of hogg's friends gets into a verbal altercation with a lifeguard which hogg recorded and uploaded at at the time the re-upload video also used the same title that cbs affiliate confrontation between lifeguard body suffered caught on camera in redondo beach goes viral to so basically they took the boy um, he's an actor he's not an actor oh okay. he's a student right he's a student at the school right they're saying that he's an actor well he could be an actor i mean it's disneyland's right there no, no i know what you're saying it's not like it's that they're saying that the conspiracy is that he was a plant so ba basically they took i'll read it again they re-uploaded a version of a 2017 news clip by uh, cbs um which hogs friends gets into a verbal uh, altercation with the light guard so they someone basically retouched the video of his friend getting the altercation uh, something that happened in 2017 right, right put david hogg in the video making it into a confrontation oh. making it to believe that this guy is an actor which he's actually not an actor he's a fucking student see people got too much fucking time on your hands you need to go well, buy some tickets well, we just well the thing is we have to what we have to look at is we have to follow the money so the nra doesn't want kids not liking guns because they make money on gun permits or the guns are because, important because these, because these kids voice are very very powerful and people are starting to fucking listen that's what the yeah. problem is and now you got politicians like marco rubio who's taken two million dollars from the nra uh, he's the Ooh. senator of florida who hasn't came out and talked to the kids and actually today there was um uh oh, a Florida GOP lawmaker aide fired for calling the uh, uh, the sh the shooters of the student um, the act the survivors actors basically. Wow. Well, so, it's the same idea with Sandy Hook. They said that that was that's Alex fake. Jones and all that. Those they tried to crazies. say that they were all actors, and the, they're also the same thing with the Boston bombing. A lot of people say that that was all actors, and Where that it was a government conspiracy. They, they say that they, it's the same thing with when 9-11 happened. They said there were certain actors that were around, running around that were government But this is plants. a fucking school shooting. I yo. know, but. This is, this is. And that's the funny thing is that it isn't the left. Usually it would be the left wingers that are crazy saying that this is all. But this time it's the white wingers <laughs> I mean, that are saying I, that it's been. So all news is fake news. What's real? 17 kids died. That's what's real. Yeah. And then the thing is, you know seeing some of the videos as you're seeing things being um recorded as it's going on kids right. in the With closet the, yeah they have their yeah they have they're phones. either snapchatting or right. on instagram or sure. yeah you're seeing this in real time right of 
possibly real victims. Did they? D- did he have a semi-automatic weapon? Yes. Yeah. It was AR fifteen. AR fifteen. Right. The same one that was used in. Let's see. Let's go through it, ladies and gentlemen. Las Vegas. Oh. The, the it's church the pump in action. Texas. It's the yeah. Pump, it's the pump uh, action thing on top of it. Sandy Hook. Uh, the black church in Charlotte, North Carolina. But this was a Virginia Tech. This was a bullying I, issue, though, right? Girl, you don't know the story, do you? Apparently. No, it is not a it is not a bullying issue. Who? Why did he bring a? Why did he uh, kill let everybody? Me tell you what tell happened. Me, I mean, because I just think I mean I'm ready to kill everyone. Uh, no, this but that had, doesn't work. This no, is I mean, not a bullying issue. This this kid was no, he's not a kid. He's a grown man. He's 19 years old. He went he, back to his high school. He went back to his high school because he was kicked out. He the students have actually t- um he's been trouble with the law and the school since he was 12 years old okay he's very disturbed he he, uh also he had ties to white supremacy as well so let's throw that in there whoa um he um a lot of kids would predict like you know he's the kind of kid you know we i would joke around which now it's not funny i would joke like he looks like the kind of guy that would actually come to your school and shoot you sure kids would joke about that and he ended up doing it. So basically, 19 year old comes back to school with a big gun and just indiscriminately shoots people, teachers, students. And part of it was also over a girl as well. Oh, so we got white supremacy, pussy, and the fact that you're just crazy. But how does a 19 year old have access okay, to an so AK 15, okay, AR 15? So this is. This is, AK-47. What, this is how fucked up our AK. laws are. So you have to be 18 in order to get an AR-15. This is in the state of Florida, 18, which that's still high school age. Do you know you you have to be 21 to get a handgun in the state of Florida? What? How that the fuck? Sense. It no sh- no shit. This is why these kids are because like, an AR-15 is a military style. Weapon. It says it's one of the greatest rifles. Fans of the AR-15 explain the gun's appeal. You more body count. Yeah, I guess. Here, let's go through. The AR-15 rifle has become known as the most powerful weapon used by a number of gunmen to slaughter scores of people in Newtown, San Bernardino, Las Vegas, Las Vegas, Parkland, and beyond. But to Alexander Garcia, the AR-15 represents something else altogether. His favorite gun. <laughs> That's my baby, said Mr. Garcia, 34, a musician in Southern California who likes to take his AR-15 out target shooting. It's one of the greatest rifles I've ever fired. I am a very proud owner. The waves of fury and grief over the mass shooting that killed 17 students and educators last week in South Florida High School has refocused his attention onto the AR-15 and its popularity. To kill people. Kid wasn't popular at school, so he took an AR-15 because it's popular. In the wake, I just made that up. In the wake of the shooting, a handful of AR-15 owners are rethinking whether they still want to own a style of rifle originally designed for troops to kill enemy fighters. The gun fires a small caliber, high-velocity bullet that can cause especially damaging soft tissue wounds. Here's the thing. If you, what are you going to... Tar, target practice or... <laughs> I'm confused because like you wouldn't want to shoot a deer with this. No, you don't because you would ruin the fucking meat. Right, you'd ruin everything. <laughs> you ruin everything. So it has nothing to it do has with nothing to hunting. do with hunting. It has to do with just target practice and liking the feeling of shooting things. Because you got a small dick. Is that what it comes down to? It might be. 
the one gun owner in upstate New York sawed his AR-15 into three pieces in an online video oh, that quickly that. went viral, asking, "Is this the right? Is it is the right to own this weapon more important than someone's life?" In Broward County, Florida, another man asked the local sheriff's office to destroy his AR-57 semi-automatic rifle. But in interviews, other AR-15 owners say they swear by the guns. They call the called the rifle a lightweight, easy-to-fire symbol of their Second Amendment rights and said they would never give up what they call a misunderstood weapon. <laughs> it's like the pit bull of weapons. Because it really is. It's about the owner, right? It's like the pit bull's not a bad dog, but if you have a bad owner, your pit bull can really hurt somebody. But there's no necessity for There's that. no necessity for this. You're right. It's the same thing as people making over a million dollars. How much money do you need? How many guns do you need? In fact, the one owner's group, the AR-15 Gun Owners of America, said it has gained 10,000 new fans on its Facebook page what? since the shooting in Parkland. So what? Muni Radio okay. can only get 5,999 likes, that. but the AR-15 Gun Owners gained 10,000 new likes. Oh, here are the perspectives from oh, some God. of the AR-15 this owners. Oh, this will be, be fun, right? Yeah. I was angry earlier. Now Latoya gets to get angry. No way an assault rifle. Mr. Garcia said he bought his AR-15 about a year ago and keeps it locked in a case inside his home in Rancho Cucamonga in Santa Bernardino County, California. He said that he had a concealed weapons permit and that he went out with a handgun at all times. As we speak, I am armed, he said. He takes his AR-15 target shooting and like many other owners, said he likes to swap out the rifle's components and, and aftermarket additions. At the shooting range, he said other gun owners often approached him and asked how he had personalized the rifle to his liking. Do you, do you, you know what this is starting to sound like? Like a, an addiction, like a drug addiction. Yeah. Uh huh. It's starting to really sound like, like you know, okay, what for Hemplo, you know that. If I keep doing, if I keep shooting up this heroin, I know it's going to eventually kill me. But I just like the high. Right. That's what it is. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a gun. I'm looking at a picture of the gun and it has a shoulder thing. So you can have it on your shoulder and there's like a squeezy thing. And your target, and, a human body. Yeah. Um, it's like a, it's like a sniper rifle. It is a fucking sniper it's, rifle. Um, it's something that. It's supposed to kill people. So, it's not supposed to. Sh you're not. It's not for. Hey, I shoot bottles. I shoot rocks. Right. Why would you want to shoot bottles and rocks with an? By the way, AR when you do stupid shit like that, it ricochets. Stupid ass. I, I just. Uh, guns. I don't think we should take them all away. No one's taking away your goddamn second minute. Goddamn right, you fucking crackers. So I know. Right? I'm tired of you white people making love to your guns. Uh -huh. Ooh, fuck human beings. Oh, don't you take my second amendment rights away. Well, oh, I, I need my AR-15. It's a piece of fucking machinery. Yeah, it's a material. It's, it's, it's not a human. It does not give life. It does not give, it does not breathe the air. It is not a living thing. Oh, it's, it's it is not it's not i don't understand these They're fucking so ass crackers yeah, and i know they're mostly yeah. crackers anyway because black people and brown people aren't allowed to carry machine guns yeah. we're not allowed to practice our second amendment rights right because if you saw a brother walking down the street with an ar-15 oh strapped around God. his fucking shoulder he'd be shot you, so quickly. he'd be shot so quickly mm -hmm. yeah 
I got your Second Amendment right here. Fucking yeah, it's cracker. so that's the thing is that they tout these Second Amendment rights that we need to be able to rise up against the government or rise up against whatever. Or, all of our rights have already been taken away. Any guns or any ability that you think you might have, we're well, gonna have a standoff in your home against the military when that happens. The Second Amendment. It doesn't apply to us anymore. It's like, I know that there's like Barack Obama is a lawyer in constitutional law and there are people that actually study constitutional law and what that means and the original framers and, and what they said. And they said that we have that white male landowners have the right to um, the pursuit of happiness, to life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness, not their women, not their slaves, but the white male landowners. So when we even talk about constitutional law, it, it's it's changed so much in the way that we view people and we're not people anymore we're not no, human it's going back and it, yeah and especially like there's a fucking dead 13 14 15 year olds really really like you don't you don't have any kind of sympathetic bone th knowing the fact that that could have been your kid how? or that could have been you yeah how but how is a 19 year old getting an AR-15. Yeah, is exactly, okay? right? How are they? I can't. You can't get alcohol or liquor. Right, but you can get an AR-15. Isn't right. that crazy? That makes no goddamn sense. It makes no sense. Uh, this is uh, Mr. Garcia, whose father served in the military, said he embraced the military roots of the AR-15. Because it killed people. Yeah, the Pentagon's <laughs> version of the rifle, renamed the M-16, and capable of automatic or burst fire was first distributed to American troops in Vietnam and versions of that, of that gun that do not fire automatically became enormously popular for civilian use. <laughs> AR-15s were targeted under the assault weapons ban from 94 to 2004, but Thank today are legal. Mr. Garcia said that his was made by Smith & Wesson and he bought it for about $800. You wasted your goddamn money. Eight, but you know what though? If they cost eight hundred dollars, that means seventeen eight hundred divided by seventeen. So each of those lives is worth less than fifty bucks. <laughs> no, About I just 50 bucks. I, you know less I'm, than fifty bucks. I'm just getting like forty eight dollars. So each one of those people's lives was worth forty eight dollars. And the, and the sad thing is, this is not going to be the last one. No, no, it's but easy I just, to get guns. I I just have to give props to these kids that are actually people are starting to listen. And like they're the video that they mentioned of the uh, guy that was um we can look he he was basically destroying his AR-15. I watched that. Um, yeah, good. It was actually really powerful, you know, because it's a military style. Why do we need? We just don't need. First them. of all, let's let's play this scenario. An intruder comes into your house. Okay, do you have time to go get your AR-15? It's locked, and you got to go find the key and get it out of I don't think they really like use their gun cabinets. I think they're liars. I don't think that they. <laughs> I don't think they use. I think they talk about these gun cabinets and they talk about them. And I think they sleep with a gun under their pillow. <laughs> I mean, it's you just, know what? You know what works under your pillow? You don't even need a gun. A hammer. Hammer time. If somebody fucking comes into your I mean you could really hurt I don't even think you should have a hammer under there because I mean if you sleep with another person I guess if you're alone and you don't have anyone else living in your house I've had a hammer under my bed before <laughs> right. but if I but here's the thing if I lived in my room when I had roommates I could ostensibly murder my roommate accidentally if I was if I had a boyfriend at the time who I had given keys to and if they came over in the middle of the night I could maybe murder them accidentally with a hammer the only time that I would sleep with a hammer under my bed or under my pillow would be if 
I knew that I lived alone and that no one else had keys. Because then if someone else had keys, like my landlord, when they come in and they have keys, they knock and they go, hey, Pam, are you in? And then if I don't say anything, they come in. And sometimes I'm asleep and I'm like, oh, hey, or whatever. Pam's dead. But anyway, there's no re... Having a gun at home may, means that you're more likely to shoot, use it. Like, right? If you don't <laughs> have a gun, you're not going to kill people with a gun. It seems pretty simple to me. Like, I have really sharp knives. Is there a possibility that I could kill some, something with I often think when I pick up my amazing um, Miyabi blades that Jonathan bought me for Christmas that I have to be very careful with them because if I dropped it on the ground, I could murder my cat. I mean, I sliced the shit out of my hand the other day for no reason, just because I was drunk and I was making cutting cheese for the cat. And I barely touched it on my skin. And I'm like, I'm bleeding now. They're really sharp knives. So I I, I can't I can't imagine standing. I just, it just, I mean, it don't... It, I would never. It doesn't make anybody. sense. It doesn't. And it just. It, this is wasted. Mr. Garcia said the weapon has been demonized and misrepresented. Fuck you! I know, You've right? been demonized. Actually, that makes no sense. This, what it just this, said. this rifle is in no way an assault rifle. He said an inanimate object is not committing these crimes. We're not monsters. Cheyenne Roberts was nine years old when she built her first AR-15 style rifle. Now the 13 and competitive shooter in South Carolina. She regularly uses AR-15s at shooting competitions along with shotguns and pistols. This so, is different. I mean, if you're like... If you want to join the military and some shit. I guess. But there, there's no... I'm sorry. There's no point in having a military style. Well, then... And this is what civilians. She, there is no... There's no... Uh-uh. Everybody always said it's the gun that did it. She said, no, it's the person. The person uses the firearm in the incorrect way, no matter what. They're still gonna get their guns. No, so, but then it becomes no. though. But it, How about the gun, the gun shows and the where you purchase the guns? Right. They because the back there's no background checks. No you background stupid. Check. Well, so that's Stay the thing the with this kid. Place. But that's that's the thing with the kid, the 19 year old, who I still consider a kid. I know that at 18 you're an adult, but you still can't drink till you're 21. But you can go to. I guess if you can go to. You can war, buy you an can, AR-15. You can buy. But there should be screening everybody That's, said he was a crazy person oh and i forgot to mention the fact that he um he was on a youtube channel and he met left a comment saying uh i'm gonna grow up to be a school shooter oh my this God. happened this happened back in january um the person that uploaded the video reported it to uh youtube in which when you have something like that youtube supposed to re, uh, right they report it yeah they report they it flag it the FBI neglected the the FBI knew about this, but they did not. They neglected to say anything. The school had also after him get kicked in, kicked out. Yeah. The school had reported. There, uh, some of his neighbors have posted videos of him in the backyard shooting. Oh, by the way, he didn't just have this one gun. I think he had like five or ten guns. But the question, if we know, and we've discussed this before. And we'll discuss I, it I should too. not have a gun because I am an insane person. There would be, A, there would be no reason. It, me having a gun is only unsafe. Again, if you're, you're not going to shoot a gun if you don't have a gun. I mean, I could see myself honestly, like, this is if I've got, I try to be a little bit more calm now with Jonathan. But, you know, I can be pretty verbally abusive. I'm terrible. We're, anyways, I'm working on issues. All right. But... <laughs> If I had a gun, I could easily see myself brandishing it even without bullets in it. Because 
once you have it, the thought is there that it exists and what else is it for? Do you know what I mean? Like Because you're so angry and you Because you're out. so angry. I mean I mean, but that's that's also an issue that happens too with people that have road rage right. that have that shit is real. Like I have my gun, I have my permit, but I have my gun in my car, but I'm angry at this person because they cut me off. Right. You've heard stories like I've that before, seen right? Things happening. I've I haven't seen like a shooting, but I've when People I was waiting. this is this happened when I was very young. This happened and I remember this vividly and this just brought back this memory. So I used to drive and I was 16 and we were going, I was in my Hyundai Scoop and we were, um, this is when the five, it's the 680 and it goes to the 24 if you're going over to go to the city, otherwise it stays. And there's this weird overpass change and it's right where Walnut Creek is and it's right where like Arinda goes one direction and sort of Walnut Creek Concord goes up the other way, which goes up to Richmond, which goes up that way. And I remember the sunlight being very bright and I was like 16 and I just wasn't a good driver, right? I never have been a good driver. And I cut somebody off, but it was like an accident and I didn't mean to. And they pulled a gun up and held it oh, shit. and tapped the window. Oh, hell no. And I was like, and I had another, I had another, there was another girl in the car. Who was it? Who That's was scary. with me? I don't know if it was... I remember this vividly, though, because I was so freaked out. And they had a gun, and they tapped their driver's side window with it. And just looked at me, and they were like, tap, tap, tap. And I was like, oh, my I'm gonna God. I'm going to shoot you because I'm a... Because of this little petty moment. Right. But because I was... I mean, I guess they didn't because I was a dumb girl and was like... No, the sun and I was young. I mean, I was 16. I should never have been driving a car at 16. I cannot no, believe they let me do that. But that that has not that that doesn't. Have I know I'm victim blaming. Look yeah. at me, victim blaming. Yeah, no, you're victim blaming yourself. I know. <laughs> Stop it! I was. But I remember. I've always been afraid of road rage and of people with guns in their cars. Because they do that as threatening, right? And people will actually use that shit. Yeah. Shoot at your car. Yeah, because they see it in the movies all the time. Yeah, because it uh, again, that person that tapped on the driver's side should not have had that gun. Well, they pulled it out of their glove compartment, glove compartment, of course, and tapped it on the window. People, tap, tap, tap. That's a responsible gun owner, right, right? there. Just scaring so small children. I was scaring out. two young teenagers in a car because they had a little bit of a small dick road rage. So I'm going to tap, tap, tap. Hey, by the way, I'm willing to go to prison for this. Is, isn't that crazy? But that's. But the fact. But the question is: Is it is the gun culture? Is it's always been there, but is it lately been exacerbated by the first-person shooter games? Is it exacerbated no, I, by I don't what think we it has watch? Anything to do with the video you games. don't think it has anything to do with the no the imbibing of images that we give children? Like, I will. I will Columbine's say maybe. almost been. It's almost like if you're a crazy person, you'd be like, Columbine is my. You know, well, like mean, my touchstone. Yes, I do believe like there are there are going to be some copycats. I do believe that some of, some of these people that do do these mass shootings um, have probably looked at other you know previous mass shootings and probably got maybe a few ideas. But if you notice, a lot of these mass shooters have had domestic violence. Uh. By the way, I forgot to mention um, the the man that did go into the Florida school shooting seventeen. He used to beat his girlfriend. Oh my God. So 
there's a pattern with the domestic violence that goes on along with this. Yeah. Same as the guy that shut up the church in December in Texas. He uh, mur- he went and killed like, what, 20 people at the church? And the guy, well, there were, were there sniper. Well, that was a long time ago. There was the shooting in the in the movie theater. Oh, yeah, that was... Uh, Oh yeah, that's Aurora. See, we get, we got a whole list. We got a it's whole. It's really plethora. scary, and they're all with these AR-15s. These these fast. The question is, why do you have to pump out so many bullets at once? Because if you're really like, if this girl, like she's really a competitive shooter or whatever, you take your aim and you fire once. You don't bur- spray a barrage of bullets. Like, how is that competitive at all in any way? To have. Like the concept of target shooting is like there's a target and I'm really good at shooting it. One, like boom, boom. Not like spraying, <laughs> right? Destroying everything because the idea behind shooting is like self-preservation, i.e., food, i.e., protection. It's a strategy too, and it's about also concentration. Right. I sure. can understand target practice. I can't, but not with no goddamn well, fucking military style weapon well in the rifle that they do in the olympics when they do right now they've got those they do the cross-country skiing and they cross-country ski for like a marathon or 50 miles something insane and then they shoot things away through and and that's that's interesting sports wise because you're stressing your body to an extreme and then you're completely slowing down and looking and shooting like with all the adrenaline, if I go running, like I couldn't stand still. I'd, I'd like everything would be shaky and There's fucked skill up. Skill and strategy. Yeah, with that's, that. but that's and different. You, and what you said is, it's a rifle. There's right. a difference. And it goes boom. Yeah. There's a different. You can, you can kill people with rifles, yes. Yeah. But can you kill at least mass like- shootings? What we're talking about is what we're talking about is mass shootings. We're talking about people going into a building with the thought in their mind to murder as many people as possible. Absolutely. It's basically domestic terrorism. It is. Thank you. There's it's saying the word. it's domestic That's terrorism. The word. It's saying there's terror. We don't know how to stop it. We have no idea. But this again brings us back. If there war on terror and we have our own terrorists, then we are at war against ourselves. And that's when the government can come in with their martial law. I feel like they keep trying to test us in all these different ways to say, which way are we going to either push them to a civil war? Which way are we going to push the people so that they so that we get to come in and we get to be the military and we get to have that military industrial machine on our own soil that way we can use our own money for our own could you imagine well i I feel as this they don't call it terrorism because he wasn't brown right (laughs) that's the only time when they call terrorists that's terrible oh my god i didn't even ever think of that think about that but mass shooting that is domestic terrorism it's exactly because you're you don't know when it could happen. You could be at the post office and someone's got a gun and boo, 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 boo. you could be at school and you turn around and boo, 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 boo. you could be in a movie theater at a church. You can be at a church. All of these places are being targeted and it is all creating new fear. Exactly. And that is, a, and by the way, all this has been domestic terrorism. Columbine. That's Columbine. Domestic. Yeah, that's. That, I remember that one. I was in uh, history class. That was like the first of the domestic terrorism things. Well, I don't know. That no, definitely that's was the not. first. <laughs> that definitely when was, was the, the first. first mass, when was the first mass shooting? How, how about, uh, Let's look I, thought it up. You, I thought you were about to say mass terrorism. I'm no, like, no, do you no. really want to go that far? No, no, no. I mean, 
I mean, I, hey, I know we killed 180,000 Japanese people in two days with two nuclear weapons or with the atomic bombs that we How dropped. about the slaughtering of that, indigenous people? That's oh, well, yeah. But I'm just saying at once, we, not too long ago, murdered 180,000 people are still feeling the effects Japanese, of that. But immediately vaporized them. And yet, I don't feel like we've ever been called to task for that. I don't feel like... There's I don't feel thing. like our hands as Americans have been slapped enough for fucking up. I'm just, for me, I'm trying to imagine. Okay, 180,000 people is like, how many people are in San Francisco? There's almost a million in San Francisco. So it would basically be like the entire, more than the mission maybe? So like, let's say downtown. It's a lot of fucking people. Yeah, everyone who lives in downtown in the mission are dead immediately. Every single person. And still are failing the effects almost 70 years later. Right, with the cancers and all this stuff. The radiation. But just, could you imagine 180,000 people just disappearing? But Pam, you don't even have to go that far. What, we, what we're doing right now by not <laughs> doing anything to, within our own country to, to stop domestic terrorism, right. especially when it's from a white crazy man, they don't do shit. <gasps> Did, and, okay, so the week you weren't here, I went through the entire... No, you were here when we went to the State of the Union address. Oh, yes. Yes, yes and we yes. yelled about it. He didn't say anything about education, but he also didn't say anything about gun control. No, he hasn't Not said anything about gun control. And he didn't say anything about opiates either. No. So he didn't talk about the opiate. He didn't talk about two of the biggest problems that we're facing right now are our own domestic terrorism against our, our children against our children. Babies are killing babies. And, and then uh, the opiate, the fentanyl issue the fentanyl stuff is so crazy because it was created by the pharmaceutical companies and they pushed it on people that they weren't they were only supposed to be used that sublingual fentanyl that's in a spray was only supposed to be used for people with like death cancer like dying cancer and the same thing with the fentanyl lollipops they're only supposed to be for people with like bone cancer and then what do they do and they let it be prescribed to people because they had like period cramps and shit they put people on that drug and the problem with the fentanyl is that it's 50 to 100 times stronger than heroin which we still don't it's I can't even wrap my head around that so not only can I not like get my brain around 180,000 people vaporizing I also can't get my brain around the concept that it's 50 to 100 times stronger than heroin but they're not getting it from the black market because the black market is the pharmaceutical companies right. and you, you make money off it. Just like with guns. It's both. Money, it's money, both. money, it's, money, it's, money, it's money. Because money, as, money, 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 as, money. as soon as like a school, sh or it's not school shooting, but a shooting happens, what happens? Gun prices, pe or, or excuse me, gun stocks go up as well as people buy more guns. Same thing with the whole the pharmaceutical companies. You get people getting hooked on shit like fentanyl and mm. oxycontin well you know what we'll you just know, make more of it they, and the yeah. stocks went up when they came out with that the, new drug yeah, your stocks go up so the, then the bodies go down well Woo! the thing is that See the, the pattern out of the 90 out of the 100 percent of people that were prescribed these fentanyl things only 10 percent really had the categories necessary and they just but it's all about... So here was the first mass shooting. Oh, that's in Texas, right? Howard Unruh's walk of death foretold an era in such, which such tragedies to become all too common. Howard Unruh, a war veteran, killed 13 people by shooting from a window in down Austin, into Texas, a crowded yeah. street. 1966. Uh, 49. 
On Labor oh, Day, 1949, Howard Unrod decided to go to the movies. He left his Camden, New Jersey apartment and headed to the Family Theater in downtown Philadelphia. On the bill that night was a double feature, the double-crossing gangster movie I Cheated the Law and The Lady Gambles, in which Barbara Stanwyck plays a poker and dice game addict. Unra, however, wasn't interested in the pictures. He was supposed to meet a man with whom he'd been having a weeks-long affair. Oh. Unfortunately for Unra, 28 years old at the time, traffic held him up, and by the time he reached the theater, a well-known gay pickup spot on Market Street, his date was gone. Unra sat in the dark until 2.20 a.m., bitterly stewing multiple on-screen loops of the movies. At 3 a.m., he arrived home in New Jersey to find that the newly constructed fence at the rear end of his backyard, the one he's erected to quell an ongoing feud with the Coens who live next door and own the drugstore below the apartment he shared with his mother, had been tampered with. The gate was missing. It was the final straw. For a couple of years, Unra had been com- contemplating killing several of his Kramer Hill neighbors over petty squabbles, perceived slights, and name-calling, all of which fed into his psychosis. He was also gay. And he, they couldn't deal with he it in 1949. Not yeah. 1949. Yep. Unra thought the world was out to get him, so he decided to enact revenge on his little corner of it. He went to his apartment, uncased his German Luger P08, and 9mm pistol he's purchased at a sporting goods store in Philadelphia for $37.50 and secured it with two clips and 33 loose cartridges. Unable to sleep, he made yet another mental list of his intended targets, a group of local shopkeepers. One would find in a 1950s children's book, the druggist, the shoemaker, the tailor, and the restaurant owner. Eventually, Unra dozed off. In a few hours, on the morning of Tuesday, September 6th, Unra would embark upon his walk of death, murdering 13 people and wounding three others in a 20-minute rampage before being hauled off by police after a dangerous firefight. A somewhat forgotten man outside of criminology circles and local old-timers, Unra was an early chapter in the tragically all-too-familiar American story of an angry man with a gun inflicting carnage so that was the first because uh, he couldn't come out yeah that mental illness so not being gay here's the timeline the first one was Unra that we just talked about there he is Camden New Jersey uh, the second one is the one you talked about University of Texas at Austin 1966 are we going to jump to 1984, the McDonald's one in Southern California? Or? Uh, then we go to 1984, San Ysidro. <laughs> yes, Oliver Huberty, an out-of-work security guard, killed 21, 21 people, people in a McDonald's, McDonald's restaurant. Ruby's is next. A par- sharpshooter. So, anyway, so first, it was 16 people wounding 31. I saw that. They turned this one, the University of Texas at Austin, they yeah. turned it into a uh, cartoon thing, and it's really disturbing. The I mean, it was an open thing. Um, 1986, August 20th, Edmond, oh, Oakland, Oklahoma. Pat Sherrill, 44, a postal worker who was about to be fired, oh, he shot postal. 14 people in a post office. He then killed himself. 1991, Ruby's. Killeen, Texas. I remember this one. George Hennard opened fire at a Luby's cafeteria, killing 23 people before taking his own life. 20 others were wounded in the attack. 
Columbine 99. Oh, this is the greatest hits. Little, Littleton, Colorado. Students Eric Harris 18 and Dylan Kybold 17 opened fire at Columbine High School in Littleton, Colorado, killing 12 classmates and a teacher and wounding 26 others before killing themselves in the school's library. One of these is going to be the one that Zach Wiseman was can in. I, can I say yeah, something absolutely. about the Columbine one? Yeah. And if you... There's uh, the picture of yeah, the, the, the kids mm -hmm. running um, from the high school during the Columbine one. Uh, what happened last week looked like the same oh, thing. God. It looked eerie. It totally looked. You saw the kids running with the uh, with their hands behind their head. Yeah. The same picture looked like what happened like 19 years ago. But keep going. It's so crazy. Keep going. There's April sixteenth, two thousand seven, Virginia Tech University <sighs> in Blacksburg, Virginia. Sing. Hui Cho, 23, killed 32 people and himself. All but two of the casualties were in a classroom building. That one's sad, too. Continue. Uh, December 5th, 2007, Omaha, Nebraska. 19-year-old Robert A. Hawkins shot and killed eight people and injured four more when he opened fire with an assault rifle at the West Roads Mall. Oh, my God, the mall. March 10th, 2009, Geneva County, Alabama. Michael McLendon, 28, killed 10 people, including his mother, four other relatives, Jeez. and the wife and child of a local sheriff's deputy across two rural Alabama counties. He then killed himself. That one, I don't know if I call it. That one seems a little bit... I don't know if I call that one... I mean, it's he that's killed a lot ten, of people. That's 10 people. But relatives, that means that like... That counts. Okay, it's massive. That counts. Okay. That, a body is a body. Because I man. think of I it like, though, I think a mass shooting is like when they indiscriminately kill people that, like, duh, 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 but, like, but that wasn't accounted for. That, those are just some of the people. Right. April 3rd, 2009. See how closer, much closer they're getting together? Uh, Binging Hampton, New York. Jivery, Jiverly, interesting name. Jiverly Wong, 41 killed 13 people at the American Civic Association Immigration Center. Oh, I remember that then one. Then himself. That fucked up. See, no, you forget some of these. Yeah, I this forget. I've forgotten all of these. That's, November 5th, 2009, Fort Hood, Texas. I remember that. 13 soldiers and civilians were killed and more than two dozen were wounded when a gunman walked into the Soldier Readiness Processing Center and opened fire. Army psychiatrist Major Nidal Hassan is charged with 13 counts of premeditated murder and 32 counts of attempted premeditated murder. <laughs> uh, this is uh, really disturbing. August 3rd, 2010. <sighs> Omar, uh, Omar Thornton, a driver for Hartford Distributors, killed eight people plus himself at the beer distribution company on August 3rd, 2017 or 2010 Jesus. do you think that the one the san francisco one will be in it from the ups uh no because there were a bunch how many were killed in that what how many does it take uh, to be a mass there was only i hate doing the body count thing, i know it's but, terrible but it wasn't a mass shooting it wasn't january 8th 2011 tucson arizona jared lee lofner kills six people and wounds 13 others including then U.S. represent Gabrielle Giffords. Oh yeah, she, in a that's shooting she spree outside outside of, of a grocery store. store. I remember that one. Seal Beach. Oh my God. 
October 12, 2011, Seal Beach, California is where my ex-husband grew up. Scott Evans DeCarai pleaded guilty in May 2014 to fatally shooting eight people, including his ex-wife, at a beauty salon. Jesus oh. Christ. Uh, April 2nd, 2012, Oakland, California. One go kills seven people at Okios University after he was refused a tuition refund. He later pleaded not guilty to seven counts of murder and three counts of attempted murder. Getting closer to home, Getting huh? closer. July 20th, 2012, Aurora, Colorado. That's Twelve the... people were killed when a gunman entered a movie theater, released a gas canister, then opened fire during opening night of the Batman movie, The Dark Knight Rises. That's so scary. James Holmes, a 24-year-old former graduate student at the University of Colorado, has been charged in the deaths. That's so scary. Just imagine you're sitting there watching The Dark Knight oh in a God. dark movie theater in 3D. Right. And someone, you're like, is this You wouldn't know movie? if it was real or not. Exactly. Yeah, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't have time to think or move or... I wouldn't know what to do. Uh, December 14th, 2012, New- Newton, Newtown, wow. Connecticut. A woman holds her child outside a church near Sandy Hook Elementary School where officials said 20-year-old Adam Lanza killed 26 people, including 20 children, as youngsters cowered in their classrooms and trembled helplessly at the sound of gunfire. Officer Officials said Lanza, armed with two handguns, committed suicide. They said another person was found dead at a second scene bringing the death toll to 28 and and that crazy thing is some people say that that wasn't real i know I, that's i know it's so crazy the fucking little six they say that kids. they they say they never saw the bodies of the kids and stuff <laughs> how insulting it's, this is when the conspiracy theory shit really starts kicking off after sandy hook fucking white wingers uh, oh wait uh, come on march not 13 done uh march 13th 2013 herkimer new york Police killed 64-year-old Kurt Myers after he embarked on a shooting rampage that left four dead. Myers also shot and killed an FBI dog while holed up in an abandoned bar standoff. So some of these, they don't tell you how many people, but that's okay, we don't need, there's a lot of dead people. Uh, June 9th, 2013, Santa Monica, California, 23-year-old John Zwahari was shot and killed by authorities after a violent spree at Santa Monica College that claimed the lives of five people and wounded several others. God, we're not done yet. No, there's so many of them. Uh, September 16th, 2013, Washington, D.C., IT contractor and former Navy reservist Aaron Alexis kills 12 people inside the Navy Yard in Washington, D.C. before being killed by police. Uh, February 21st, 2014, Alturas, California. Cherie Lass Rhodes, a former chairwoman of Cedarville Rancheria, allegedly opened fire at an eviction hearing at the tribal headquarters of the Cedarville Rancheria, killing four people and critically wounded, wounding two others in a gun and knife attack. Uh... May 23rd, 2014, Isla Vista, California. 22-year-old Elliot Roger was killed six college students at the start of Memorial Day weekend and wounded seven other people, stabbing, then shooting, Shooting and running people, running down in his BMW near the University of California, Santa Barbara, before shooting himself in the head as he drove. It was over a girl, too. That one was over a girl. That one was fucking brutal. Like, he... Okay, we're not done yet. We're not done. This Jesus. is uh, 
October 24, 2014, Marysville, Washington, a 15-year-old gunman shot five students, four fatally, before killing himself at Marysville Pilchuck High School. Uh, they didn't. They haven't said the one Zach was in when he was a kid. May 17, 2015, Waco, Texas, nine biker gang members are killed and 18 more injured during a shootout at a Twin Peaks restaurant where five gangs were meeting. June 17, 2015, Charleston, South Carolina, 21-year-old Dylan, Dylan Storm Roof could face the death penalty after fatally Burn shooting nine ass. people in a historic black church. Why? Because he was a white supremacist. That is so... He was a white supremacist. What? Do you, you look at that. He's, oh, God, he looks just evil. And be, uh, really, dude? He had no remorse. Oh, gross. I'm sick to my stomach. July 23rd, 2015, Lafayette, Louisiana, 59-year-old John Russell Hauser fired at least 13 shots inside a movie theater, killing three people and wounding nine others. October 1st, 2015, Rosenberg, Oregon, Christopher Harbour Mercer killed a professor and nine students in a classroom, wounding nine others at Umpaqua Community College in Roseburg, Oregon. San Bernardino, December 2nd, 2015, San Bernardino, California. 14 people were killed and 22 were injured in a terrorist attack at the Inland Regional Center in San Bernardino, California. The shooters, Rizwan oh, Farouk yeah. and Tafshin Malik, that were both killed in a gunfight. So now why do they call that one a terrorist attack? Did you hear the name? Yeah, I did. But do you, do you, there's no why. But. What's the difference? I mean, you they didn't say it was terrorism on any of the other ones. I'm just a, I'm pissed you, off at do you, this. Do you, you know why now, right? Because they're brown. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> November 27th, 2015, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Robert Louis Deer Jr. attacked a Planned Parenthood clinic in Colorado Springs, Colorado. A police officer and two civilians were killed. Five police officers and four civilians were also injured. February 25th, 2016, Heston, Kansas. Cedric Ford, a 38-year-old plant worker who was armed with an assault rifle and a pistol, shot and killed three people at his former place of employment and wounded 15 random strangers. He was killed by police. Uh, June 12, 2016, Orlando, Florida. Florida security guard Omar Maltin killed 49 people inside Pulse, an LGBT uh. nightclub in Orlando, Florida, before being shot dead by police. The massacre was the deadliest mass shooting in modern U.S. history. 49. Yep. Oh, my God. We're almost done. An unidentified man walked into First Baptist Church in Sutherland Springs, Texas, November 5th, 2017, and opened Ugh, fire. See, 28 fire. deaths, and that's it. So there they are. Oh, wait, they didn't mention Las Vegas? They didn't mention Las Vegas. Oh, wait, oh, you know, wait. Oh, because this one's old. Well, they talked about the guy in Texas, 2017, right? Yeah. I guess it's a timeline of mass shootings from the de deadliest mass shooting. Interesting. Yeah, Las Vegas is the number one. Ugh, I hate saying that. Las Vegas is Las the number Vegas one. Las Vegas is the number one. Well, this was this this article's from 2012, so that's oh, the thing. Oh, it's 2012. Oh, so, oh my goodness. Oh, that So that's would, from 20... Or this one, this one here was... So this is from 2017. Sorry, mass shootings in the U.S. See 35 years in one chart. And this is by time. Show me the chart. So they, they, they forgot to mention um, Las Vegas. And they didn't mention the one in Alaska that um, that Zach, our comedian Zach Wiseman, he has a bunch of jokes about it. Um, and the, the database compiled by Mother Jones goes back to 1982. 
Uh, oh, here we go. An outdoor country music festival descended into chaos and bloodshed Sunday night when gunmen opened fire from the 32nd floor, killing 58 and wounding more than 500. This is the deadliest. So, yeah, the, the last one they talked about. So this this one hadn't come out the Parkland, yet. I don't think, has. that's from 2017. Right. So, Which, anyways, a lot of people are... Um, it's I mean it's what we, we we're gonna we should call it domestic terrorism I really think I I can't see I'm, any I'm other I'm glad you caught the one on the Pulse nightclub you caught that like they called this one terrorism why didn't they call it? I'm like bingo yeah that's the only one they called terrorism was the ones with people with names from other countries which and doesn't brown, make it terrible killing people <laughs> is I mean let's I'm gonna look up this Alaska school shooting because was that um, in the 90s that yeah, because I was Zach's ten years younger than me. So, um, Bethel Regional High School shooting. Yeah, here we go. So he killed two people. One of them was the uh, one of them was the principal. And so in Zach's joke, he says that the principal brings out a bat and he says, "You know the saying, never bring a knife to a gunfight." Also applies to bats. It's <laughs> a good joke by Zach. Uh, Bethel Regional High School shooting was a school shooting that occurred on February 19, 1997, when student Evan Ramsey shot and killed two people and wounded two others at Bethel Regional High School in Bethel, Alaska. Ramsey is serving two 99-year prison sentences and will be eligible for parole in 2064 when he is 82 years old. Damn. Uh, he armed himself with a Mossberg 512-gauge shotgun. And then he killed a popular kid. Then he shot and injured two students, Rene Athanas, an art teacher. And who was the... He shot 15-year-old Josh Palacitos in the abdomen, who later died in emergency surgery. Yeah, that's part of uh, Zach's joke, too. He goes, he shot him in his tummy-tum, which is the cutest way that I can think of to say shot him in his stomach, which is just awful. Uh, but it was only two people killed, so I guess that's not a mass shooting. I guess it needs to be three to be a mass shooting. Well, this, this even to even if there is, you know, there was only one person or two per- people killed. Hearing that and seeing that, you get PTSD. Yeah. The, the trauma the that kids, yeah. you know that you go through. P- See, this is another thing that people don't talk about. People always talk about, of course, you know how many people died, but they don't talk about the after effects of going through something traumatic like that what that does to the I'd never go to school again I'd be homeschooled if that happened in my school when I was a kid I would wouldn't go to school anymore. You have, so I'd be like I'm being homeschooled now I'm you know the thing is it's just like I'm just imagining like I'm sure people don't want to go to movie theaters anymore or have some kind of PTSD after you know being there and seeing that or going to school it's the same yeah. thing like no yeah. one talks about the this is where the where mental illness actually we should be well, talking and that's about the thing is there's a lot it's mental illness you know and i think a lot of that when they call it terrorism or whatever i think a lot of that is mental illness too they've been if you don't have a family or you don't have money and but, you've been poor and you've been brainwashed into the infidels and I'm going to have 72 virgins and I'm going to go blow this up because isn't that a form of mental illness too? Yeah, but, but here's, here's another part too, Pam. What did, uh, 45 do last year in February, 2017? He repealed an Obama, um, uh, control law. Yeah. Basically 
he, Obama made it harder for those who had mental illness to purchase guns. What did 45 do? He repealed that. Oh, that was dumb. That wasn't, a, that probably wasn't a good idea. Probably wasn't a good idea. That was. Look at all the, I mean. People, that's the first thing that Republicans go to after something like this happening is mental illness. I'm like, you dumb fuckers. Yeah, first of all, you repealed that whole. Why else whole, would you want to go then, kill multiple people and, that you don't even know? That's and, the thing. People, they don't even. You don't even, they don't even Some know people these you people. just can't help either. Some people are just, you, you can't help them. But, but also, too, the whole thing goes back to health care. It, it, it really does. go. It, it go. Really if does. people want to play this part about mental it illness, really let me tell you something. It when really you does. keep slashing people's Medicare and uh, the ACA, how do you think? How do you expect people to get any kind of psychiatric help? Yeah. They don't got. People don't have any insurance to go to the ER. Right. That's the last place people are going to go to because it's too expensive. Going. And and it's and the thing that's crazy is that I'm sure and I wish that they would find all of Donald Trump's shell companies because people are doing rich people are getting away with tax evasion and we have to be nickel and dimed to have health care. It's insane. When are we going to wake up and say, hey, one percent, stop embezzling money and and tax evasion into other countries and. Oh, and they well, we don't want to give any money to those poor people. We are America. We are the people. When? I just... the ta- Healthcare and healthcare, money. Healthcare and education. Oh, um, two things that he didn't mention in the State of the Union address. I wanted to get to this really quickly. The definition of a mass shooting. A mass shooting is an inf- incident involved uh, involving multiple victims of a firearms-related violence. The United States Congressional Research Service acknowledges there is not a broadly accepted definition and defines a public mass shooting as one in which four or more people selected indiscriminately, not including the perpetrator, are killed or injured, echoing the FBI division de- definition of the term mass murder. However, according to the Investigative Assistance for Violent Crimes Act of 2012, signed into law on January 2013, a mass shooting is defined as a shooting resulting in at least three victims excluding the perpetrator. Another unofficial definition of a mass shooting is an event involving the shooting, not necessarily resulting in death, of five or more people, sometimes four, with no cooling off period. Related terms include school shooting and massacre. A mass shooting may be committed by individuals or organizations in public or non-public spaces. Terrorist groups in recent times have used the tactic of mass shootings to fulfill their political aims. Individuals who commit mass shootings may fall into any number of categories, including killers of family, of co-workers, of students, and of random strangers. Individuals' motives for shooting vary. So four. Three, excluding the shooter. Four, sometimes including the shooter. Uh, So you've got massacre, school shooting, spree shooting and mass murder and they're all a little different mass murder doesn't have to be done with um a gun right right uh like for example jonestown is a mass murder he made people drink cyanide right kool-aid and or so would be the uh heaven's gate heaven's gate yeah they all wore the little triangles on there oh and uh what's the the waco waco oh well we 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 kind of burned them alive that was kind of like we sort of burned them 
So, the, I mean, he kept them there, I guess. But what the heavens then gate? We, no, the Waco thing. Like, oh yeah, the Waco. Oh, we yeah. kind of burned. We kind of burned them all alive. I mean, we as oh, like yeah, the we government were like about that part. Yeah, we oh, kind of stormed yeah. the gates and murdered them. But a mass murder is the act of murdering a number of people, typically simultaneously or over a relatively short period of time and in close geographic proximity. The FBI, the FBI defines mass murder as murdering four or more persons during an event with no cooling off period between mass murders or between murders. So lynchings. Well, there's cooling off. <coughs> if you lynched four people at once, that would be a mass murder. Oh, that, well, that's mass murder. But if there was a cooling off period, if they hung one, then they cooled off and they hung another, cooled off, then that's not a mass when murder. You, when, you, when have you heard of white people cooling off on lynchings? That's true. <laughs> that's true. We get mass murdered every day. It's, uh, well, and it's the, I mean, there's, so there's a cooling off period between killing young black men on the street for no reason. Is there? I, it's, <laughs> I mean, that I, it's, okay, so Ask then the there's police. like some mass graves, terrorist stores. Okay, so by states, the concept of state-sponsored mass murder covers a range of potential killings. It's defined as the intentional or indiscriminate murder of a large number of people by government agents. Examples are shooting unarmed protesters, lobbing grenades into prison cells, and the random execution of civilians. Other examples of state-sponsored mass murder include deliberate massacres of captives or civilians during wartime or periods of civil unrest by the state's military for, uh, forces, such as those committed by Genghis Khan, the Golden Horde, the troops of Vlad the Impaler, the Empire of Japan, the Soviet Union, Nazi Germany, Second Japanese War, World War II, the Nanjing Massacre, the Khetian Forest Massacre of Polish citizens in 1940, and the massacres of political prisoners after Operation Barbarossa. The Three Owls Policy, the massacre of Soviet Jews at Babi Yar, the mass murder of the Hungarian, Serbian, and German population in Vodina, the vengeance of Baska, the murder of 24 unarmed villagers by British troops in the Bantang Kali massacre during the, the Malayan emergency, the mass killings in Indonesia during Suharto's rise to power, the murder of suspected leftists during the Operation Condor in South America, murder of Vietnamese civilians by American soldiers in the My Lai massacre during the Vietnam War, the genocidal massacres of the Maya population during the Guatemalan Civil War, the massacre at El Mazote, the Salvadorian Civil War, oh, that one's and the Syrian War of the Al-Kabir Massacre. Now, I noticed that we don't have um, us dropping bombs on Hiroshima or Nagasaki being, because that was state-sponsored and we murdered that, would that actually would tie into... It? We just, so it's, yeah. I'm glad you did bring that up because it does come full circle now, huh? Yeah, because that was state-sponsored sponsored mass murder. And it's not listed here. Those are just examples, they say. But they didn't choose it. I mean, it's, it is Wikipedia, so I could easily add that, right? Because <laughs> why not? We murdered 180,000. It's a big number. I noticed they didn't... Did they miss, mention... They Well, they didn't mention the Armenian... No, uh, they didn't mention the Armenians either. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they didn't want, mention the Congo. Nope. Nope. What the Dutch did in the 1920s. Yeah. There's Should a lot of stuff. Well, they said examples, but uh, those aren't enough darky examples for me, right? <laughs> well, and they mentioned now they mentioned the Cambodian thing. That they, oh well, because that was recently that was the Khmer Rouge. Ooh, they were scary. Uh, terrorists. Uh, so mass murders have been done by terrorist organizations. 
Many terrorist groups in recent times have used the tactic of killing many victims to fulfill their political aims. Such incidents have included the Beirut barracks bombings in October 1983 by the IJO. Oh, yeah. The Balakspar attack by the PKK in 1993. The September 11 attacks in 2011 perpetuated by our own government and the... (laughs) I added that, guys. That's not on Wikipedia. The 2004 Madrid train bombings by Al-Qaeda... And the Paris attacks. Okay, um, I want to stop you right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How come they didn't talk about the Atlanta 1996 Ooh. bombing in Oklahoma City? Huh? Oh, yeah. I don't see no Oklahoma City up in there. Or uh, the we can edit it. We can edit it. What the? There's edits there. We I mean, we could add a lot of things. Uh, by cults, and they consider them mur- murder-suicides. Jim Jones, People's Temple in Jonestown, That's Guiana. That's so scary. 919 people died in 1978. David Koresh's Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas, 87 died in 1993. The Order of the Solar Temple in Canada, Switzerland and France, where 75 died in 94, 95, and 97. Shoko Ashara's Amshirinkyo, which killed 12 in Tokyo, Japan in 1995. Marshall Applewhite's Heaven's Gate in San Diego, California, where 39 died in 1997. They all wore sneakers, right? Yeah, they all wore I the same sneakers, little black outfits. One of my friends dressed up as them for, um, for Halloween that year. <laughs> Movements for the restoration of the Ten Commandments of God in Uganda, where 778 died in 2000. Whoa. Jesus, God. By individuals. Uh, oh, there's just a big list. We know. Uh, <laughs> law enforcement response and countermeasures. This is interesting. Analysis of the Columbine High School massacre and other incidents where law enforcement officers waited for backup has resulted in changed recommendations regarding what victims, bystanders, and law enforcement officers should do. Average response time by law enforcement to a mass shooting is typically much longer than the shooter is engaged in killing. While immediate action may be extremely dangerous, it may save lives that would um, it would, would would be lost if victims and bystanders involved in the situation remained passive, or law enforcement responses delayed until overwhelming force can be deployed. It is recommended that victims and bystanders involved in the incident take active steps steps to flee, hide, or fight the shooter. And that law enforcement officers present or first arriving at the scene attempt immediately to engage the shooter. In many instances, immediate action by victims, bystanders, or law enforcement to save lives. So basically they're saying, if someone's doing a mass shooting, kill them. If you're a police officer, engage. Engage. Anyways, this is, I mean... It's fucking terrifying. It is. It's really... but it's a thing that's like happening now. It's a real. I mean, it's. I mean, obviously, it's been going on since mankind. Right. But the fact that we can track it, and like when you were going through that list of the uh, mass shootings, yeah. oh my God! Like some of them, I forgot. Like there's a period, like in 2009, I'm like, I totally forgot about yeah, those. Absolutely. Because we're so numb to it now, and I don't want to be numb. This, to that this shit. is that stuff you were talking about. This is the debunk. This it just came out an hour ago from CNN. Uh, there are some popular and thoroughly debunked conspiracy theories that keep popping up after every mass shooting. Sandy Hook was fake. The Vegas shooting was carried out by multiple shooters. Columbine was the res- result of bullying. These are the conspiracy theories. Add to that a new cottage industry of conspiracy theories that's already springing up around the high school shooting massacre in Parkland, Florida. Why do some people dream up such awful things at a time of great tragedy? Why do so many people believe them? 
And is there anything we can do to stop it? Like, honestly, these are the important questions. Like, why, in the midst of a tragedy, there are seven, more than seven, there's 17 people dead, and there's people that are mourning this concept. This really happened. All these people saw it. We've got pictures. There's tweeting. There's twatting. There's people Snapchatting. This all is real. We saw it being real. Okay? We saw it being real. In real time. In real time. Real people texting, calling. I love you. They're shooting. We're going to die. This is what's happening. And they're and they're saying, oh, yeah. I mean, this is why this shit makes me so angry. Like, what what pleasure do you get out of making a conspiracy theory about something that it's not true? Right. When it when it, I mean, it, especially in today's social media, when people I mean, right. you have things being Snapchat and people showing their text messages and there's um two brothers lost each other um, in the high school but they text back and forth yeah you know there's I mean I don't all that happened so here's a conspiracy theory on the Las Vegas one the investigation into the October massacre that killed 58 people at a country music festival in Las Vegas ID'd Stephen Paddock as the only shooter but don't tell the conspiracy theorists that they claim there were multiple shooters so many kooky theories and untruths on the shooting flooded the internet that YouTube changed its search algorithm to stop these conspiracy theories from bubbling to the top of the searches. The truth. While it's true that investigators named two people as persons of interest in the early days of the investigation, neither have been charged with a crime. One was Paddock's girlfriend, who has since been publicly cleared of the case. The other was a business associate. Okay. But it, the, the thing is, uh, it's going, how can you, I just, hey, <laughs> I just don't understand, like, there's proof of the guy purchasing these guns. Right, right, he right. was the only one staying in the goddamn hotel room right, 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 right. for like 13 days. And they days. saw him bringing duffel bags in and out. Bags. You can see it on the, on the cameras. He's bringing in duffel bags multiple times, heavy duffel bags for, of things, of it, guns. Of guns. <laughs> of guns. Like, he checked it in with yeah, his credit card. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, how dumb... Can we go back to the at least old-fashioned, clever days of conspiracy theory? I know. Flat earthers. What fun. <laughs> those atoms. I mean, to flat. say that, you know, the massacre of 21 school children never happened. Well, let's, see, let's see why. So the, the conspiracy uh. theory on Sandy Hook is that the murders of 20 children and six adults at Sandy Hook Elementary School in December 2012, were, they were shocking, obviously, but the fact that there are now people out there who believe it didn't happen is downright stupefying. The false narrative that Newton, Connecticut massacre was faked by the government is pushed by a number of conspiracy theorists, including InfoWars founder Alex Jones. The truth they don't think anything bad ever happens, and they don't think anyone ever gets hurt. Len Ponzer, whose six-year-old son Noah was killed in the sh- shooting, told CNN in 2016. They think whenever they see anything on the web or television that it's a crime or mass casualty event, it has to be a hoax. When Posner began to see the hoax content appearing online, he worked to take down every video depicting false evidence and created an organization called H-O-N-R networks to help him do so. So honor, basically. Because these poor little kids died. And so, I've heard that one. 
Columbine the conspiracy theory. I I, I didn't even know there was a conspiracy yeah, about Columbine. Yeah, this was the bullying one that you mentioned. That's yeah. so like no. thirteen people were killed, twelve students and a teacher on April twentieth, nineteen ninety nine, when a pair of students went on a shooting rampage at Columbine High School in Littleton, Colorado. One of the first school shootings to shock the nation. The conspiracy theory goes. The shooters were part of a group called the Trenchcoat Mafia, Mafia. <laughs> who attacked their fellow students because they felt they'd been bullied. The truth. That's the popular misconception that persists to this day, says journalist Dave Cullen, author of the book Columbine. The killers weren't part of the Trenchcoat Mafia. Most members of that group had graduated earlier. They weren't bullied by other students and um, nope. that they didn't shoot target popular jocks African Americans or any other group, Colin says. A school shooting wasn't their initial intent, he told CNN in 2009. They wanted to bomb their school in an attack they hoped would make them more famous than Oklahoma City bomber Timothy McVeigh. That's disgusting. It's it's crazy. So why do so many people believe these theories? Brooke Bikanowski, managing editor of fake news busting website Snopes.com, said people who dream up and spread these untruths about tragedies probably never learned the most basic thing about compassion. That's what you said. These mass shootings, who would fake these? You can't fake these horrible situations, said Bikowski, a journalist whose career includes stints at Southern California Public Radio, CBS Radio, and CNN. I've covered the aftermaths myself, and you cannot fake the smell of blood, nor the way phones ring and ring and ring as people desperately try to talk to loved ones for the last time. The work of disentangling reality from a web of distortions dressed up as fact has become persistent struggle for large segments of the population, a psychology professor said. People are constantly bombarded with information from so many different sources that there isn't an easy way to work out what's true and what is false, and which sources are credible and which are not. Karen Douglas, a professor of social psychology at the University of Kent in UK, told CNN in 2016. Tens of millions of people believe in conspiracy theories, Dartmouth political science professor Brendan Nyhan told CNN. There's a group of people that believe in a lot of them, but there's a much broader group that's willing to endorse them in certain cases. It's not a reflection of mental illness or pathology. It's a common thing that otherwise smart and well-informed people do. Someone like Alex Jones of the InfoWars website can amplify the most effective conspiracy theories and spread them to a large audience, Nyhan said. Sean Hannity, too. We've seen memes jump from the fever swamp online to Hannity and Alex Jones, even when Donald Trump's Twitter feed very quickly. People like that can harvest the conspiracy theories that they think are the most interesting or entertaining or shocking. Isn't that disgusting? It's terrible. Like compassion man that's really all it has to be right i mean honestly that's what you said it was lack of sympathy la- lack of empathy it, it it could be your six-year-old kid i mean i i don't have kids i love other people's kids and i think they're pretty but if amazing you knew if it was one of the kids that you were babysitting oh i'd lose my mind i mean if my cat got shot i'd be free i'd I be mean, lost i'd be lost I, in the world I'm, I'm not even talking i'm like i don't know these kids and i don't know the people that were murdered by any of these but i have compassion you know i i and the going back to that fat fuck alex jones have you ever seen one of his shows I, I oh know. my god you should see how crazy he is but people believe him it, he has millions of followers on his youtube channel and he has his own ch- 
Jones. Alex Jones. Cra- oh, I know who this guy is. You should look at crazy Alex Jones like episodes. Like seriously, but some of them some of them are really funny cuz it just he talks about lizard people. Um, yeah, here we go. This is recent. Alex Jones Alex Jones's InfoWars seven batshit conspiracy theories. <laughs> this is Rolling Stone from false flag attacks to man-made hurricanes. <laughs> Let's look at a talking point of the most paranoid man in America. <laughs> uh, we can we can listen to this. Oh yeah, too. you have to. Just oh my god. Uh, uh, switch three and four. Three and four. Yeah. Look at a little buzz. It's, there's a little ad. It's going to end in four seconds. There's some doggies and some Red Bull. Here we go. And then force feeding us the devil worshiper, Lady Gaga, and all the weird rituals they conducted. Batch of conspiracy theories from InfoWars. Alex Jones, number one, Satanists are taking over America. Jones said that Lady Gaga's Super Bowl halftime show would be a cover for a satanic ritual. Two, the government is controlling the weather. Jones repeatedly suggested that Barack Obama was using secret weapons to control the weather. Three, Bill Gates is a eugenicist trying to wipe out minorities. Jones believes that Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation are trying to dominate the world through eugenics. Four, Hillary Clinton is running a sex child ring out of a DC area pizza. (laughs) Jones claimed that Hillary was part of the Pizzagate sex child ring targeted by the government is complicit in countless terrorist attacks and lone gunman attacks. The government employs geometric psychological warfare experts that know exactly how to indirectly manipulate unstable people, said Alex Jones. Six, Millions of undocumented immigrants illegally voted in the election. Jones claimed Trump won the popular vote if you deduct the millions of people who voted illegally. Seven, former Fox News operative Glenn Beck, Glenn Beck is a CIA operative. Jones claimed in an interview that Beck was in CIA operative that helped orchestrate the cover of 911. That is not the craziest shit that he's... Ooh, that's not too crazy. I'm actually looking crazy. for some... That wasn't too crazy. Uh, He's the one that did the Sandy Hook. He's the one with the Sandy Hook was fake. And then uh, crazy Alex Jones uh, episodes. Uh, He first started accusing the government of being involved in the Oklahoma City bombing on public access channels in Austin, Texas. The self-described libertarian who hosts the Alex Jones show and operates the InfoWars website has since ranted on a wide range of topics. From the New World Order plots turning Americans into sheep, I kind of believe that, to the truth behind the NASA moon landing, I sort of believe the NASA moon landing was faked, to terrorist attacks and mass shootings, including 9-11 and Sandy Hook, which he says are being covered up. I, I do think 9-11 was an inside job, though. So, I mean, I don't know. Well, I don't believe the government tells us the truth, but I also don't believe in some of these crazy things he's... While Jones currently has millions of followers, there's one particularly troubling person who seems to be buying his theory. On December 2nd, 2015, President Donald Trump appeared on Jones's show, praising the conspiracy-minded host. Your reputation is amazing, he said from his desk at the Trump Tower. I will not let you down. And so far, he hasn't. After the election in November, Trump called Jones to thank him for his service. As Jones told it, he said... Listen, Alex, I just talked to kings and queens of the world, world leaders, you name it, but said it doesn't matter. I wanted to talk to you to thank your audience. (laughs) During the election, 
Trump and Jones echoed each other's alternative facts, both propagating false claims that Barack Obama was born in Kenya and that thousands of Muslims celebrated the collapse of the Twin Towers in New Jersey. Yet somewhere between Trump's fear-mongering about rigged elections and him tweeting lies like millions of undocumented immigrants voted for Hillary, even Jones expressed surprise that his theories were being given so much credence by such a powerful man. <laughs> it is surreal to talk about issues here on air and then word for word hear Trump say it two days later, he said in August. It's amazing. At 43... The most paranoid man in America has thrust himself. Way, yeah. Have you seen what he looks like? He's, he was born the same year you were born. He looks Yeah, he looks really fuck. old and gross. I love this though. Satanists are taking over America. <laughs> to Jones, the, the coming new world order, order is a demonic high-tech tyranny formed by Satanist elites who manufacture economic and health crises and are using selective breeding to create a supreme race. In November, he claimed that Hillary Clinton was connected to top occultist Marina Abramovic because the Yugoslavian performance artist once invited John Podesta, former chairman of Clinton's political campaign, to a spirit cooking dinner, citing every teenage goth's favorite 19th century occultist, Aleister Crowley, Infowars reported that dinner would include eating semen, blood, and breast milk. <laughs> I'm trying to work on that whole breast milk uh, beer cheese thing. In fact, the menu was made up of traditional soups. Infowar has also linked the death of late Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia to a meeting with Austrian secret society group named the Bohemian Grove, which cites traces back to the Illuminati. I want to know what traditional soups they had. <laughs> Do you want to go over to his house? No, it's Marina Abramovic on white right-wing attacks. It's absolutely outrageous and ridiculous. She does kind of look like a Satan worshiper. Just when it seemed that this election couldn't get any more absurd, artist Marina Abramovic has been dragged into the mayhem. So yeah, what did, what did she actually eat? I want to know what kind of spirit cooking Abramovic explained was a performance she staged at a number of museums around the world in the 1990s, painting graffiti with pig's blood. She also made a limited edition book, which contains various recipes. That book is in the collection of the Museum of Modern Art, among other places. And the Satanism charge? Anyone can read my memoirs and find out that my work is far from Satanism, she says. Uh, she says we live in a strange world. Uh, so she did. I wanted to know what traditional soups. Uh, but Jones doesn't just believe that politicians who are working for the Prince of Darkness. In February, Jones posted videos to his Facebook to announce that Lady Gaga's Super Bowl halftime show would be a cover-up for a satanic rite. She wears meat suits and does all these rituals, and the organizers of the Super Bowl are deciding to defile America and break our will by having us bow down to this, Jones said. They say she's going to stand on top of the stadium, ruling over everyone with drones everywhere, surveilling everyone in a big swarm. What? Oh my God. To just one condition and I say to them, I am the goddess of Satan, ruling over them with the rise of the robots in a ritual of lesser magic. That's one way to describe what happened at halftime. Oh my God. Well, this has been an interesting episode. I lost my mind at the beginning. And then we talked about mass shootings. <laughs> Talked about killers. So I, uh, we kept full circle. Come full circle again. Go, uh, go to the. 
how we need health care, I guess. Yeah, we need, I, I need health care. Jeez. I guess I could, I mean, I, I could go see somebody, but I'm just going to go to Mexico after the festival. I'm just going to go to Mexico. Oh, and get some tickets, man. Get some tickets. Get some tickets for next week's comedy festival. Yeah, Thursday through Monday. There's so many shows. We've got two POC shows. Come on. Come and check it out. Check it out. The oh. underwear show. If the underwear show is not sold out, I don't even know what. I just don't even know. This shirt smells so bad. I I, <laughs> I got that lavender, okay, baby. Okay. Yeah, I got to smoke more pot. I, I got... <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us. I am so sorry that I lost my mind at the beginning. I'm such a baby, but I just... I just want it to be a success. I just want everything to be successful and everyone to have a fun time and not to smell like and I, old I just, clothes anymore. I also want that too. And I want people to buy tickets. And I also too want people to probably check out the website uh, on March 24th, I believe. People are gonna be marching, a march for life or something cool. with uh, it's the things that these kids with the mass shooting put right. together. Right, no more guns. No more guns, yeah. no more atomic weapons. We really, really, really should stop killing people. I mean, unless we're gonna really do it and be like, let's, all right, let's have a lottery. Let's, Too many people on the earth, let's have a lottery and let's just kill one <laughs> out of every four. It could be you, it might be me, I don't know. But everyone's gotta agree with it. Otherwise, we're just keeping dicks to each other. Right. And, and stop spending, don't spend your money on guns. Don't spend your money on laughter. Yeah, don't buy guns. Fucking retarded ass people. <laughs> That's all I this got. Is, yeah, that's all we got. This all we Don't got. buy guns. Shit. It's been the cast. Thank you, Latoya, the Sheriff of Truth, for bringing us. You're welcome. Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, I think I put it okay. on. I smell better now. All right. I've been Pam Benjamin, the great complainer. Buy those tickets. Pam See you guys will be next much week. better next week. We hope. We hope. <laughs> Tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey everybody, listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m.
brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground Comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army Skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. There are more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you use circling the base 10 times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you properly feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, We've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. 
uh, every Saturday night. We've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m., Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. A shot of bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shout. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches, hitting switches, going racks to